Blog Talk Radio. Morning, everybody. My name is Ann Ordley. I have a little bit of a cold, so and thus sound creaky this morning. Um, I'm broadcasting this morning from the bright red desk, and this is Ann Ortley's weekly weather for the week of September 30th, 2018. It is a beautiful, beautiful Sunday morning, uh, nice and crisp and uh, fall-like. And what we do here on the weekly weather is we tell you not just the weather outside my window, but the weather in the heavens above. And as you may have noticed, last week was a rocking and rolling thing. Um, when we talked about it, I had said the eclipses were going to be trigger, triggered. We had a number of planets going into the nodes of fate, which they did, bringing up the story from the eclipse in your life, as well as the story from the eclipse in our culture's life. Um, and this week, today, tonight, Pluto stations direct. He's been going backwards. Now, in mythology, Pluto is a rapist. He abducted uh, Persephone or Cory, depending on which mythology you want, Hades or Pluto, and took her down to the underworld. Um, and uh, the, the mythology of that energy is running in our culture as Pluto stops. He also does earthquakes, so we had one. Uh, in Indonesia, hope um, people, our friends and listeners in Indonesia are doing okay. Um, he also had, uh, he also stopped, so he's not done yet. We feel him the five days before and the five days after. Interestingly, he is stationing in the sky at 18, uh, what's he stationing at? 18 something, I'll give you the degree. Um, 1845 Capricorn. And then he's going to go forward. The last time he was there was December. Uh, so the story from December is back up when Saturn went into Capricorn. Of course, Saturn in Capricorn wants us to take responsibility. Pluto's been in Capricorn since 2008. So he got up into the 20s, which is the Virgo section of Capricorn, the Virgo decans. So he's going to start fixing the problems. But right now he's in the Taurus part, stopping and turning. Now, when, we, when he stops, we feel him the five days before, which was last week, starting Tuesday. We feel him the five days after, which runs, obviously, till Friday this week. Um, so just kind of watch where Capricorn 18 or any planets at 18 in your chart are. The other thing that's happening this week is we're going to have Venus station to go retrograde. Now, she's in Scorpio. She's going to station this week at 1050 Scorpio which means that she's been in zero through nine. So she's a young Venus. But Scorpio makes her very passionate and very intense, and it makes her rule uh, the Libra planets in the sky <clears throat> as well as the Taurus. So the Libra planets are the partners. It's in the sign of the librarians. It's in the sign of the justice because Libra rules the scales. So Venus and Scorpio, we have Venus in a really interesting placement if we're going to be appointing uh, someone to the Supreme Court um, because she's going to stop this week and go backwards. So it's an interesting week. Um, <clears throat> I know I was riveted to the television on Thursday. That was when the nodes got hit by Mars. <laughs> and we saw Mars in the form of the man come in, hitting the south node. Uh, south node is a lost placement. Uh, Christine Blasey, Ford, Dr. Ford, has Jupiter on the north node in the eclipse chart. Uh, her node is four degrees, uh, her Jupiter is four degrees Leo, and it was on the north node for the eclipse for the 27th. And if you listen to the dates, when she said she wrote her letters, 
She contacted her congressman on the first eclipse, the sun, the one in Cancer, the sun, moon, and Cancer opposite Pluto. She wrote the letter to Diane Feinstein on the 30th, which was the second eclipse, when Jupiter was on her north node. Um, <clears throat> and then, of course, the, the hearings that we had was Leo on the midheaven eclipse triggered the timing for the eclipse on the morning of on Thursday morning. Um, I know for many people, you know, it's, it's been a very profound and difficult week. Uh, when eclipses get triggered, you know, the eclipses this year were all little. We were all, I mean, the planets were all in low numbers. They were all under 10. Saturn got to 10. Mars got to 10. Actually, 9. Saturn got to 9. Mars got to 9. Venus gets to 10, right? So she's now going backwards. So we're now going to have had every planet in those early degrees kind of kicking up stuff and pushing us and asking us to look at things. And as they square the nodes of fate, they say to us, you know, what's the, what's the story? Now, you know, regardless of um, what, who you believe or who you don't believe, which I think is an, you know, going to be tied very much to your chart and your experiences, one of the things that I think we look for as judicial temperament is someone who is uh, balanced. And I did not see a balanced guy on Thursday. And I thought, you know, I've done a lot of, in my corporate career, I did a lot of job interviews. <laughs> if I had a candidate come in and do that, I wouldn't hire him. Um, might be the most qualified guy for the job. Might be, might be. But that behavior, you know, with your job interviewers, admittedly, it's a weird job. You have 21 job interviewers. And they're interviewing for us, the American public, right? And just, you know, watching that behavior, um, I, I just kind of went, wow, you know, he looks a little unstrung. It's a very tough position. You know, you're one of nine people. There's only been 146 Supreme Court justices. Um, and, of course, now the FBI probe is happening with Pluto going direct. We're going to have some stuff come out. And with Venus stationing to go retrograde on Thursday, if the, if the nomination gets pulled, that'll be when it happens. If the nomination goes to the floor for a vote, that'll be a when it happens. So I don't think we're looking at a long turnout on this story. Um, and, you know, whether you believe he did it or he didn't, whether you believe, I mean, she was, I felt very credible. And I thought it was absolutely fascinating in the position of um, the way the world works. You know, remember when I, I wrote an article that Circe, the, the woman who turned men into pigs, was angular in this chart so that there would be, uh, you know, the demonstration of men turned into pigs as part of this uh, behavior or part of the whatever, um, part of the trial. And what happened was Odysseus's men landed on the island and his men went, Odysseus landed on Circe's island and his men went up and surrounded her. She got a little mad and uh, she turned them into pigs. So the Republicans did not want to get turned into pigs this time. So they hired a powerful witch, Rachel Mitchell. She's got a very strong chart, a sex crimes prosecutor, to do the questioning for them. And, of course, Rachel uncovered the day of the rape using Judge Kavanaugh's calendars. Now, very often when people are guilty, they turn over stuff, right? And he kept saying he wasn't at that party, wasn't at that party, which is Joy Behar, of course repeating and it wasn't a weekend party it was a thursday party and she named the attendees july 1st he kind of blanched and then lindsey graham went off like a rocket 
And the Republicans took the questioning back from her, but she'd named the date to look at, July 1st. So let's go to Timmy's house and where he had brewskis and see if that matches the description that Dr. Ford gave. And five bucks says it does. Regardless, I don't know, you know, when he says it didn't happen, you know, having had a number of drunks in my childhood, I don't remember shit what went on. There was one time I know I took my clothes off because I found them on a steam pipe and college made me stop drinking, actually. I kind of went, you know, I don't remember roaming the halls naked. I probably shouldn't, probably should stop drinking vodka, which I did. And then later I kind of stopped drinking completely. Um, I, you know, so I, drunk in excess, I get, you know, it happens. I did it. I think a lot of us did, especially when we got set free. Um, so that part I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not as worried about. But interestingly, as Pluto stations, in Brett Kavanaugh's chart, he's stationing on Juno in Capricorn, which is the partner sign, right? So it doesn't have to be a romantic partner. It can be just a partner. And so Pluto stationing on Juno, there was an alleged partner in this assault. So we'll see what happens. And as he stations on the, on the partners, the people that partnered with Brett will speak up, will talk. So it'll be an interesting week ahead as we see what happens as the story unfolds. But I want you to think, if that guy was, you were interviewing that guy for a job to work with you, would you hire him? Um, tears, I mean, you know, it's a tough job. But he was a little out of control. And uh, I'd sure hate to be, <laughs> I'd sure hate to be a liberal lawyer going up against his court <laughs> with his demonstrated uh, antipathy towards the left-wing conspiracy and saying that Hillary Clinton, the Clintons led to this, you know, attacking him. I'm a little paranoid, I think. Maybe too many brewskis. So at any rate, uh, more to come. More to come this week proves to be even more exciting than last week. Hard to believe. Now, what happens with the Pluto stationing? A lot of people have been reporting really feeling very uh, under the weather. Pluto, Pluto just digs it out, man. He just digs it out. And he's also... In, interestingly, trining a very sensitive point in the U.S. chart. Uh, we have stuff at 19 Virgo. The 9-11 attacks were at 18 Virgo. So Pluto's aspecting that as the Pentagon. Uh, so that energy, uh, as Pluto stops and turns, watch, just kind of, you know, let it dig. Just kind of think of it as the rotor-rooter. We've been having these eclipses trying to rotor-rooter stuff. Mars went over the eclipse for the third time last week. And uh, we know that this is really the goal here is to clean out stuff so we can all move forward on our heart's path, whatever that is. And uh, this energy of this week will help us do that. Now, the other part is once Venus stations to go retrograde, she's retrograde for 40 days, 4-0. Mythology, uh, Christianity, a lot of things do 40 days. At Lent is 40 days. Jesus was in the desert 40 days. People descend into the underworld for 40 days. And when they die and they return, Bardo, I think the Bardo is 49 days, but a lot of stuff works with that Venus retrograde cycle. As she goes into morning goddess, right now she's been a night goddess. She's going to turn into morning goddess mode, which makes her a warrior. And in a couple of weeks, she's going to have a Venus star point at, uh, um, at three Scorpio. So we start a new eight-year money and love cycle there. But we also have, as she stations to go retrograde, at ten and a half, she's going to wake up everything in your chart at ten and a half, 
and she's going to ask you to review. Now, Scorpio is very passionate, very passionate placement, and she goes into she's in Scorpio through November. I'm sorry, January seventh. So we have a long run with her in Scorpio, right? And forward we go. Forward we go. Interesting week ahead. Not quite as intense as last week, but it, as the, as Pluto stations and turns, the energy releases, and there's this outpouring and a lot of things emerging from the underworld. Pluto's little over the underworld. Stuff emerging, secrets coming out, people stepping forward, saying things in your life and in others. It's not just in the Supreme Court hearings, but in our own world, we're going to really feel this energy kind of activate. And, of course, remember Cersei, who turned men into pigs, and who, the Republicans said they didn't want to uh, they didn't want to be turned into pigs, so they were going to send someone to do their work for them. Uh, they uncovered the day of the rapes, or the alleged rapes, uh, attempted rapes, alleged attempted rapes, the assault, the day of the party, whatever you want to call it. So forward we go into the week, and, um, I, you know, the irony of that is not lost on me, and uh, I actually find it pretty rich. Um, okay, so forward into <coughs> into energies. We also have um, eras this week pretty strong. Uh, she is forming in the sky a finger of God with uh, a finger of God with both Brett, Brett and Dr. Blassie's chart, and soon to be with our charts. So we're going to watch for that finger of God to form this week, uh, because that will give us a lot more information when it hits, and um, we we're going to see that show up. So just kind of pay attention as the finger forms. Uh, it's going to be forming and, and bringing news to our world. Okay, so let's do the moon. Today the moon is in uh, Gemini, and it's going to go void as of um, 11.38 a.m. And uh, Monday, it's void all day, Friday, when, uh, Sunday night, and it's void until 2 in the afternoon tomorrow, 2 p.m. tomorrow afternoon, when it goes into Cancer. Cancer moon has lovely aspects, 2 p.m., uh, Monday and all day Tuesday, Wednesday until 4.33 in the morning when it goes void with a trine to Jupiter. And then um, it's void all day Wednesday until 5.12 p.m. when the moon goes into Leo. And in Leo, uh, it's in Leo Wednesday night, Thursday, Friday until 7.34 when it squares Jupiter. So moon square Jupiter is a nice placement too. It's a little overdoing. But not bad. The moon is void all day Friday, and it goes into Virgo at 7.19 p.m. Friday night. It's in Virgo Friday night, Saturday night. Sunday, it goes void at 10.03 in the morning, and it goes void with a a sextile to Jupiter. Again, nice closing aspects. And then it's a void all day uh, the 7th, Sunday, entering Libra at 9.10 p.m. Sunday night, and then there's a new moon, on Monday the 8th, Columbus weekend, and uh, the moon is in Libra that day, and it goes void with a square to Pluto. So the moon on Monday, (coughs) excuse me, the 8th, uh, the moon has a hard aspect, and Sunday night, but um, it's actually got a very nice aspect uh, the rest of the week. There are long void moons, though, and that happens when we have planets at early degrees, so we have uh, void moon on Monday morning until 2, 
We have Void Moon all day Wednesday from 4.33 in the morning till 5.12 p.m. And Void Moon Friday from 7.34 until 7.19 p.m. All day Friday. And then we have Void Moon most of the Sunday from 10 in the morning till 9.10 p.m. And then we have Void Moon um, all day Tuesday the night. And we all go back to work. Um, we have these void moons when a lot of planets are in early signs. So because Saturn's in early and Uranus is early, there's not a lot of stuff at the back end. And as Jupiter gets out of Scorpio, we're going to have a lot of void moons then too because he's, he's kind of right now. The, he and Pluto are the last two guys out there. And what happens on void moons, it's not that you can't do stuff, but do things, follow up stuff. You know, do stuff that's follow up on your list, work on it, um, don't initiate new things because those probably won't come to fruition, but you can work on stuff that you've already been working on. So, for example, I don't grocery shop on a void moon because I bring the food home, and usually I don't use it, I don't eat it, or it has, uh, I have, um, I get out, invited out to dinner, you know, and I do that instead. So it's, it's kind of stuff like that. It's not that you can't live, but it is times when we're going to have a pause, you know, where we're going to kind of be like, uh, okay, you know, I want to kind of pause. So, like, how productive were you, you know, last week when the moon was void? You know, you kind of got like lost, and you got lost in the lost in the stuff. Um, so, our job with void moons is not to not live our life, but to just kind of go with the flow. All right, so on to the aspects. It's a short page this this week. It's a short week in the terms of aspects, but I do expect them to be very intense. Um, because we are uh, definitely pushing with some real serious stuff, plus we have Pluto going direct. Um, okay, so the sun this week is in Libra, answering to Venus and Scorpio. And somebody had asked me, when I use the term answering, what do I mean? Answering is ruled by. Okay, I, I, I never really like the ruled by. I'm an Aquarian. I don't really like things ruling me. <laughs> but I'm okay with answering too, you know. So like I have a... I, I work for OPA, and my boss there is Maurice. So Maurice goes, Ann, do this. You know, he's my boss. He tells me what to do. Um, I'm answering to him. But I don't want to be ruled by Maurice. I just want to answer to Maurice, right? So that's kind of the, when I say answering to, substitute it for ruled by. So the sun this week is in Libra, and it is ruled. I, I know I have, I have this little independent side of me. I know it's been there since I was a little kid. <laughs> and Sometimes, you know, personality is in the chart. You can see it. Uh, Aquarius rising. <clears throat> so do it my way. Uh, the sun in Libra uh, runs from 10 Libra through 15 Libra, 16 Libra this week. And on the, uh, the third, it's going to square the nodes of fate. So we're going to really feel a choice point then. Right? And that's on uh, Wednesday. A lot of choices. Um, and it also has an aspect to Venus, a semi-sextile to Venus on the third, which is a positive energy, but also a little bit of being blindsided. And uh, Sun parallels Mercury, which means everybody's going to have very strong opinions as of the fifth, because uh, that's when the parallel happens. Sun also aspects the series, joins the series, starting a new creative nurturing cycle on the 7th, so really good day to launch creative projects. And the sun has an inconjunct energy to Neptune on the 7th. Now, sun inconjunct Neptune are kind of strangely emotional days. 
Okay, so that's going to build up over the fourth to sixth, right, because we're going to get close. I give you the exact, but, you know, the buildups are kind of more, sometimes more important. So the sun in conjunct Neptune. Neptune, of course, is in a trine, was in a trine all summer uh, with Jupiter. So this is a lot about adjusting the dream and kind of saying, and sometimes it can be a little bit disappointing because Neptune, of course, is in the 12th house and the dream is in the 7th. So watch for dream adjustments then uh, as we move forward. And the sun is quintile, the node of fate, helping us move in a new direction. And the sun is sesquiquadrate, Juno in the sky, partnership, energy relationships. So there can be a lot of stress around partnerships and how they proceed. Mercury this week has cleared his shadow, and he's moving really pretty quickly. He's going from 14 Libra uh, to 27 Libra. Uh, and he's got a lot of aspects. He's, of course, the sun is going to track him. He and the sun are kind of hanging out at the end, you know. They're, the sun's tracing the same aspects Mercury does. So Mercury does it first, and then the sun comes along and brings energy. So the whole week, one of the things we want to watch is the messages we receive and then how the ego adjusts to them, right? So it's very literal. It's, you, you saw it last week. If you watched uh, Representative Senator Flake, he announced he was going to vote uh, for uh, Kavanaugh. Then he got accosted in the elevator by two Mercuries, <laughs> and they were yelling at him about them being raped, and he had to listen to them, and they can't put a rapist on the Supreme Court, and yada, yada. Now, admittedly, alleged rapist, but then he came into the Senate hearing, and he came up with a new way of approaching things, right? He's the one that cause for the pause and the, um, the FBI to be investigated, investigating the story. So watch for that kind of energy. Okay, we're going to go do this. We're going to do this now. And then Mercury comes along and goes, in some form in your life, I don't care how it shows up, doesn't have to be two women holding the elevator open, but something will be happening. And then your son will go, well, maybe what we want to do instead is this. Right, so kind of watch for that one, two, punch, one, two, three dance. I'm going to do this. Okay, maybe I'm going to do this instead, <clears throat> right? Because Mercury announces and then the sun thinks better of it or comes up with a different way. Remember, Mercury's in, in the sun are in Libra. So what they're trying to do is they're trying to come up with some way to figure out how to partner with us. It's not a dominator model anymore, right? It's a Libra partnering model. So we have to work with that partnering energy. And, of course, both of them are answering to very impassioned Venus and Scorpio. So Mercury this week is in conjunct Neptune, like the sun is, at the end of the week. <coughs> so that's unusual news. That's news coming forward about people not telling the truth. That's news about Neptune. Neptune, of course, drugs and alcohol. Neptune is where we've been deluded or where we've been led astray. Mercury is also parallel Saturn, pushing us in a whole new direction. Mercury is sesquiquadrate Juno, which are the aspects that the sun has on the 7th and the 8th. Mercury has on the 30th. And so that's, that's moving forward. Mercury also then is going to do a bunch of things the rest of the week that the sun will do next week. Not this week, but next week. So Mercury contraparallel Uranus, <clears throat> which is changing direction, shifting in a new way, moving us in a new direction. Mercury square Pluto on October 2nd. That's big news. Mercury squares Pluto uh, a couple times a year. This is a, a square of um, crisis and psychological integration. 
So expect some crisis and psychological integration. Remember, Pluto just turned direct, and he's really pretty well. Even though he's moving forward, he is stopped in the sky. Big decisions on October 2nd. Also, this can be bad news or news of leaving or as, you know, like some of you kind of going, I think I might get fired. You're going to get fired. It's going to be this week on <clears throat> when Mercury squares Pluto. It's October 2nd. You're going to quit. You're going to have a power struggle. That's the day. Right after that, Mercury goes to Neptune, Saturn, and Sedna, and he forms quintiles with them. Remember, the sun's going to do this next week, right? <clears throat> what quintiles are is they're really gifts of grace, you know, where you kind of go, wow, dodged a bullet on that one, dodged a bullet on that one. With Neptune and Saturn, which is the energy of um, uh, creativity and Saturn is structure, <clears throat> and Sedna is where we don't want to be sacrificed anymore. So we're going to watch that unfold on the 3rd and the 4th. And then next week, you know, the week after, Sun's going to go through these, right? Sun's going to square Pluto next week. Um, and then Mercury has a, a blindside aspect to Jupiter, which says, okay, well, let's do this. Let's take this approach. He's also parallel to Pluto on the 5th, which kind of is a double whammy because he's fighting with Pluto on the 2nd, and he's parallel with Pluto, presenting united front on the 5th. And he also is opposite Eris, the goddess of discord, on the 5th. Uh, Eris is going to, we're going to have a long journey with Eris over the next few years as she squares Pluto five times. And she's the person who says, this is how it's always been, but I think it's time to change. And as Mercury and Pluto hang out, you know, they're buds. Mercury goes and hangs out and has brewskis with Pluto in the underworld. A lot of hard energy with Mercury and Pluto this, this month, this week, with the square and the conjunction. But the point of it is to change things. The point of it is to kind of look and say, all right, so maybe we need to take another approach. And then Mercury is parallel to the nodes of fate on the 5th, even as she's opposite Eris, the goddess of discord, the angry feminine, the warrior goddess, feminine energy. So interesting week. And, uh, you know, emotionally when we have these kind of aspects, even though it's a one-page week, (laughs) Some weeks are bigger than others, and I anticipate the reverb from last week will be very big this week as the aspects hit. And, of course, Mercury's aspecting the nodes of fate. He's triggering the eclipse degrees, as does the sun on the third. So, boom, boom, whenever those eclipse degrees get triggered. Now, I will point you to Ronnie Dreyer, D-R-E-Y-E-R. She has a great newsletter, and she gives you the eclipse degrees in advance. Like, I give them to you the week of. She gives them to you for the month when planets are triggering the eclipses. So sign up for her newsletter. I use it as my cheat sheet, you know, for the month ahead and kind of note the ones that are going to be juicy. I mean, obviously I can do it myself, but if Ronnie already looked it up, I do. So that's a, that's a good newsletter to have in your pocket. Okay, so Venus this week is basically parked in the sky, and she's a 10 Scorpio. So you've got planets at 10 Scorpio. She has a contraparallel with Ceres on the third which is arguing with the creative energies, but that's okay. You know, she's like, I don't want to create that. Well, what do you want to create? I don't know. Remember, think of, think of a, tan- a cranky 10-year-old, 11-year-old, you know? Just not wants it, but not 100% sure. So she stops and goes retrograde on the 5th. She's going to be retrograde for 40 days, and she's going to be in Scorpio until January 7th. 
Uh, a lot of people are reporting the feminine is cranky, and it's the feminine in men too, okay? So men have an anima. We all have anima and animuses. One's a girl, one's a boy. We all have 12 female sides and 12, we have 12 houses, 12 signs in our chart. Six of them are female, six of them are masculine, right? So we all have feminine in us. The feminine in us is cranky, okay? Venus and Scorpio can be really, really fun when she's in a good mood. She wants to dance and look pretty and be hot and all that stuff. But she also is, uh, when she's in Scorpio, she's very calculating. And she, when she gets mad, she's kind of mean. So watch if the feminine reacts badly, right? You just kind of say, you know, what did, I, what did I do? What did I say? You know, go back in and approach it. Because usually they just picked up something you, you didn't necessarily mean to say. Mars is opposite Chiron on the 6th. Uh, offering an opportunity to heal, contra-parallel Chiron on the 6th, rather. And then Saturn has a hard aspect to the nodes of fate on October 7th. He's at 3 Capricorn. Uh, so that's a biggie. And Jupiter is in conjunct Eris. The legal system is in conjunct the angry feminine on the 8th. Uranus has a sesquiquadrate, a sesquiquadrate to Athena, uh, offering us a new opportunity to prove to proceed or go and do something different. And then, of course, as I mentioned before, Pluto stationing. Neptune also has an uh, an aspect to Athena, allowing us to see things in a new way and an adjusting aspect to the creative on the 7th of October. So it's a busy week, not necessarily easy emotionally. Uh, Probably a little easier than last week, but you may have fallout from last week into this week. Meaning, you know, if you didn't process it last week on Thursday, Friday, I know I was paralyzed here at my bright red desk, uh, paying attention to what was going on in the world. Um, You're going to process this week as as Pluto turns and goes direct. So have a great week, folks. Uh, Hang in there. We're all evolving. That's what's happening. We're all little butterflies hatching. And hatching is not an easy thing but it does make us hatch. And then we get our wings dry off, and then we get to fly around and eat pollen. But right now, we're gooky and messy, and we're emerging from the chrysalis. And, you know, right now, we're just kind of sitting there with soggy wings, okay? There was a great mem of an owl swimming through a canyon that some people in a kayak had found. A little owl is swimming. you never seen an owl swim. Then there was a little sandbar, and he climbed up on the sandbar and he turned around and looked at them like, what are you looking at? <clears throat> so we're all owls swimming in a canyon this week. It'll get easier. Our wings dry. And then we're going to be able to fly again. But right now, hang out in the water in the canyon. Lots of love to you all. Big hugs. Have a great week. Bye-bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.